Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 144, and we are broadcasting live on YouTube, on Facebook, and wherever you find your professional development. And we are so excited to have you guys today because today we have our friends from the GEG New England group, and we are talking all about the things that are happening with Google in the month of June. But before we bring them on and talk about all the great new updates, resources, and we even have a special friend, I want to bring on my co-host, Master Tech Coach, Miss Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to the program. Hey, I'm great and celebrating summer here in Kentucky as we're getting rain and warm weather and sunshine and all of the above Kentucky weather stuff. That is right. As many of you guys are listening to this, we are officially done the school year. Some of you guys might still be wrapping up, but that is never a problem for us. We are here to talk about all things Google, and I want to bring on our Google Educator Group New England, Miss Jolie Boucher. Jolie, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Jolie Boucher, and I work at an elementary school in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Very cool. I want to bring on Miss Christina DiBuselli. Christina, how are you today? Hey, doing okay. Only 10 more days of school, and then we are out at Pinkerton Academy in New Hampshire. Very, very cool. Eric Larson from the way up there in Maine. How are things? Not too bad. It's not way up there. Come on now, Jeff. Uh, but things are pretty good. We're wrapping up the school year as well, so looking forward to this episode. And very, very cool. Could you tell me the state that's above Maine? There is states in Canada above Maine. But if you're going above, there's no United State above Maine. Jennifer Thomas, how are you today? <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm good, Jeff. Thank you. Excited to be back with my with my Google buddies. Um, I am the instructional technology specialist at Dartmouth High School in Massachusetts and reside in Rhode Island. So I represent two states here in our group. And I, along with Christine, have 10 days left of school as well. It is so great to see everybody. And if you guys are out there live, we want to hear you guys. Check out those comments. Let us know that you guys are out there. We want to hear from you guys. And of course, if you're listening to this on the Ask the Tech Coach radio network, uh, you can find us and subscribe to us on all the great things. Just head on over to askthetechcoach.com. And of course, we're using the hashtag techcoachedu. And Jolie, that's not the entire panel tonight. We have one more person I want to bring on, Myth Edith. Fogarty, Edith, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach and Google Thank Educator you. Group New England. Thank you for having me. I am I am so excited to be here. I am Edith Fogarty. I am a technology integrationist at an elementary school in Vermont. So we're trying to round out some New England states here. Very, very cool, guys. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I want to make sure that everyone's out there as I had said earlier, we are live. I see Miss Peggy George coming at us from the great state of uh, Arizona. I also see uh, Lisa coming to us from the great western Massachusetts. So if you guys are out there, let us know that you are. We would love to say hi to you guys and give us your Google tips. 
And you know what, Jolie, there's a lot of great things happening in the world of Google. And, you know, we're going to break things down today for everybody. We're going to talk about the updates. We're going to talk about some spotlighting of these end of the year things. And I know some of you guys are going to listen to this after the end of the year. But, heck, there's a lot of great things that you can do. We're going to give you guys some of our resources. And, my goodness, are there some great events happening in the summertime? Are you ready? We're ready. Nope, so exciting. <laughs> nope. that was celebrate. <laughs> Enough of that sound. All right, let's get into some updates. We've got a lot of great ones. If you like these, please leave us a little golf clap in the chat. And our first one is all about things in Google Docs. Talk to us a little bit about this, guys. Well, I was really excited to see this update roll out. So you may now click on the checklist feature in Google Docs. So it makes it super easy to just insert a checklist. And once you check off the box, you'll notice that it will automatically cross that item off the list. So it's just a, it's just like how it would work in Google Keep. So you have the checklist feature there. And um, I think that would be great. I think you could make some to-do lists in your assignments and students could check them off as they complete the work, or you could have your own task list right there in your Google Doc. So nice feature. You know, I have not tried this yet. I've been seeing a lot of edu gifts, gifts on here. Is this something that works with Google Keep? Like if I'm in Google Keep with a checklist, can I copy that right into here? Or has anybody given that a try? I haven't tried that exactly, um, but you can see the Google Keep app on the side of your Google Doc, so you could just integrate that way. But yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Good point. That is pretty cool. Eric, you're shaking your head. Do you like the future? I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I love the integration that Keep had with Docs, and this just brings it another step forward because so many times I wanted to do checklists without having to do a copy-paste job of, of things or trying to format something out of Word. So this is just fantastic. No, yeah, so I think about using this with students and, and their task list for a certain project. It's an, an awesome integration. Any when when you're saying tasks, I'm assuming that it it's even easier now to create a template with a bunch of tasks. You give that out in Google Classroom, everybody gets a copy, and now the kids can check off where they are in their directions. Absolutely. Yeah, that or they can self-assess themselves on rubrics, right? It's great. That is pretty, pretty cool. But we are not done yet. We have some other great things coming up here. If we look at the next thing, there's something in something called Theme Builder. What is this all about? Well, it appears that Google Slides renamed the master view to Theme Builder. And I think they just wanted it to be more obvious for people to see that that's how you could work on the theme and edit the master. So I think it's just pretty much a name change. Um, so I haven't seen that rolled out in my domain yet, but um, I know that people have been posting the update all over Twitter. So... That's interesting because we, we talk about master slides a lot. Does that mean that master, the, the term master slides is no more? Correct. It seems like, I mean, you could call it a master. I think people still will call it a master. It'll take some time for everyone to get used to the new vocabulary. But yeah, people have been editing the master for years now, just making it easy to copy um, the, the templates that they've been building. I know that Slides Mania, um, Paula from Slides Mania has spoke about um, the theme master for quite a while now, and she's building these amazing templates. And one way you don't have to recreate the wheel is to establish your theme by editing the master, and then you can just 
add the slides according to that format just by going up into the toolbar. Um, so that's a, it's a nice, yes, exactly, Julie, another vocabulary word that you have to get used to. So now instead of saying that there's a master, build, uh, master view, you're going to refer to it as the theme builder. So as soon as you make a set of videos, something changes, right? That's the that's exactly, more of a exactly. story Absolutely. here as we go. <laughs> yes. and, and that's why I'm glad that we're doing this show and getting together, not only with the Ask the Tech Coach crew, but also the Google Education New England crew. And I want to pause right here because we got a lot of people listening live. Jolie, where is a good place for somebody to go? What would a great website be for somebody wanting to know more about Google Educator Group New England? Well, I can answer that. You would go to gegnewengland.com. So if you go to our website, gegnewengland.com, you can access our newsletters. You could join our Google group, which would give you access to our um, Google group mailing list. Uh, we have a database of all our tutorial resources that we curate and create each month. So we have lots of good stuff there. And we're just getting started. We just launched in April, right? April. Wow. Um, so there'll be more additions to the website as the months and the years go by. Um, but we're really just trying to streamline everything for you into one location and provide you with lots of great resources and updates and events. So check it out. So we hope you guys check that out as we go through. We have a great thing here in Google Docs, a great thing here in Theme Builder. And my goodness, I feel like the ceiling just fell on me. And, and this affects all 500,000 photos that I have of the Edge of Triplets. Talk to us a little bit about what's going on in Google Photos. This is really, really important. Yeah, so Google obviously has changed a little bit with uh, the EDU domains. There's no longer unlimited storage. This uh, is true in Google Drive. It's also true now in Google Photos. So with Google Photos, you're actually all set as long as everything was saved prior to June 1st. So anything starting this week really moving forward is gonna to count toward the storage limit. Now you can always check your storage limit if you go to photos.google.com in the lower left-hand corner, it'll show how much of the triplets you have, Jeff. Um, but certainly those are the types of things you need to take a look at now. And a few of these helpful tips right here will help you save photos directly to drive from Gmail. Um, you also have the ability to take a look at which licensing um, your domain has, you may want to talk to your um, Google admin if you're not the admin of your domain to see what license structure you're on and what the limits might be. Um, but certainly it's no longer completely unlimited. So we have to kind of take a look at what we're saving where and uh, archiving some things if it if it gets to that stage, unfortunately. You know, Sue, we were talking about this the other day of how Google's changing things around. And, you know, I use Google Photos for all my stuff. I know you're a big fan of taking photos. Um, is this going to change the way that you take photos? Is this going to change the way that you st store photos? Are you uh, looking to change things around just because you're now capped on all this? Um, not a whole lot because I've been a user of Google Photos just to store them on my phone more temporarily. I'm more of one of those ones who will put things eventually on an external hard drive. And my husband even has a backup for the backup that we store in another building on our property in case of fire. So it won't be as huge of a change for me, but I know a lot of people. I've gotten lots of questions from my teachers of, what do I need to do to make sure I don't lose my photos? That uh, There's been a few stressful moments of these people, even just with their personal folders, photos, they're asking me at school, how can I help them, you know, save them? So I'm trying to give them suggestions on ways to go with that. 
Is this a big deal? I mean, I know we're saying like Google Docs is now no longer unlimited. I mean, does the average teacher need to worry about this? Google Docs, by definition, are teeny tiny little files and stuff like that. Um, do we need to be worrying about this? I think it's more of, you know, if you're a teacher, if you're a multimedia teacher and you have a lot of video and you're a photo, you're teaching a photography class, that's when you might need to get a little worried. The average everyday content, basic content area teacher, you're doing docs, you're doing slides, you're pretty much going to be okay. So how do we get around this, guys, right? Is this going to make the need for a school district to create like a media at account or, you know, what is the way to get around this? I know not everybody's putting up the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, but Eric, what do you think about all this? Is this going to be a big thing? I don't think it is. I, I think, uh, honestly, I saw it coming. I didn't know when it would come, but I, I think Susan has the right idea. When we get down the road, we're going to need to probably hit uh, something with an external hard drive. But for the average user, we're talking six, seven years before we even see any type of limits on those. I mean, even in your personal, I'm seeing 17 gigs, um, you know, so I, I can't picture using that up unless I'm dropping photos or videos, like you said, over and over and over again all the time. I mean, we we last were on together a few weeks ago, and I even noticed since then there have been some small and minor and unfortunate changes to all of this stuff. It used to be I can put a video in Google Drive and give out the link and everybody can look at it. And and I tried that. Um, and what ended up happening was the video was actually shut down because too many people within a 24-hour period accessed that video. That's probably true, yeah. Yeah, so, those are the types of things we're going to have to watch out for, for sure. But do we know what that number is? I mean, we, we did a school musical. We didn't want to put it on YouTube. So we made a really nice looking Google site. We put it on the Google site. And the next thing I know, people can't watch, people can't stream, people can't like all the work that we put into making it look awesome for these kids was squashed because parents couldn't find it on the night of. Yeah, the, the trick now with the licensing structure is that there's, and it depends on which way the domain goes, there's there's storage limits for the whole group or maybe per per, per user. And that's, it depends on where your domain goes with that. But I know we were in the same boat. We had a, a Google site for our main page that all of a sudden hit a cap and we got the red banner saying you can't add anything until you start archiving stuff. So it is, it's not just a, um, how much do you have in Drive or how much do you have in Photos, but even a single file, if it hits a certain limit, will be topping out now. If anybody knows the answer to these questions, I would love to get this information up either on uh, up, up on TeacherCast, up on GEG New England, anything like that. If you know this information out there, Peggy, I'm talking to you, um, please let us know. I mean, these are important things here. Parents want to see things. I'd love to know, like, for instance, with that musical file, if I put that in my school drive versus my regular Gmail drive, is there a difference? And with my regular Gmail drive, I'm paying like two bucks a month for the hundred gigs or whatever the, the upgraded storage. Is that now a technically a premium account? And do I need to worry about cat? I, I don't know these things. I'm looking forward to learning more. So if anybody has any information about that, let us know. But let's keep moving on here with our great tour of these new features. Talk to us a little bit about layering images with text. 
So this feature just rolled out. I was very excited to see this in my domain. You can now wrap text around an image. So once you click on an image, you'll see the little options appear below. And you can decide if you want the text to go to the left or the right, or um, you want the image to be in the middle of the text. So this just makes it much easier to design. So I think many people have been working with tables and placing an image in a table and maybe, you know, the text in the neighboring cell. This just helps everybody wrap their text around the image just by simply selecting the image. So I was very excited to see this update, Jeff. I like this feature, right? You know, this this really does turn Google Docs from a regular word processor dare I say more into a publishing type of a platform? I mean, I still think for some of these publishing things, I'm going to run with Google slides. I, I like doing the, you know, the portrait photos and stuff like that, but um, there's a lot more things that we can do with this now. That's pretty cool. I you know, agree. This is a great, this is a great feature when you're trying to encourage writing for a purpose and blog blogging with your students. I mean, I've personally enjoyed this when I'm composing my own blog post. And now when we're trying to uh, perpetuate the writing in the classroom, this gives the students a little bit more design um, capability and lets them kind of be a little bit more free and creating the look of their writing piece. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about is something I have not tried yet. I'll be honest. I'm actually afraid to hit this button. Um, I don't know what it's going to do. Is it going to blow up? Is it going to open up a new window? Um, talk to us a little bit about this present button thing. Should I be hitting it? Should I have my kids hit it? What if my kids hit it during a meet? Will they explode? Somebody please help me out with this. <laughs> This one's awesome, actually. This one allows you to share your screen and present directly from um, a document or a slide deck or from a uh, Google Sheet. And I've noticed that if I have a Google Meet Live, sometimes that little shape there turns a little bit light gray, which means that there's something live behind it. And when you click on it, it will tell you either if there's a meeting coming up or if you're in a meeting, it will give you the ability just to click again and it will then share your screen um, to the meet. So it's really nice. You don't have to be fumbling around going, okay, I'm going to share my screen and now I have to click this button. You still have to choose your tab. It does um, have you go through that, but it's nice you're doing it directly from the document that you're already in. I'm still unclear about this. If I'm not doing a Google Meet, do I care about this button? No. That was my question, yes. No, this is just for Google Meet. So I need to already be in a Google Meet meeting? You don't, you don't I need to it. already be in one. You okay. can, from that button, when you click it, you could, um, if you had the code that like, you know, that weird join code that there is, if you had that, you could paste that in there and present it. So, so, so can do I, I have this doc open when I'm in the meet or does the meet somehow know that there's a doc now attached to it? And it's kind of the other way around. It's kind of the other way around where the document knows that the meet is live. So if you have a tab with this document and you have another tab with your meet. So if you're in a, a two screen, a two monitor situation, for example, you have the doc on one side and you have your meet on the other side. Instead of going through the meet and doing a share your screen, 
you can be in your document and go straight from there and share it with this button. That's all it's doing. It's a share button that's kind of in a different spot. That's all. Sue, what do you think about this? Well, since I'm more of a Zoom user, I'm very much confused like you are. So I really am not a Meet user. So I'm, I'm kind of like you. I don't know what this button's going to do for me. We'll, we'll, we'll have fun with it, and uh, we'll, we'll try this one out. Let's see what the next thing is here. Smart chips in Google Docs. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what this is. All right, I'll do this one, too. This one is super cool, I think. So <clears throat> you know how when you're in a, a Google comment, you can at somebody, and then it draws their attention to that comment, and you can assign them to it or something like that? Well, now, right in a Google Doc, you can do the at symbol. And there's three different things that you can do with it. Mm -hmm. You can either connect with the people, so with their um, email address, with a file, or with a calendar event. So as soon as you put at, and then you start typing something in, of course, the AI and the algorithms within Google are going to start picking up what it thinks that you want it to put in there. And then it's going to be a live link. And you can see from this little animated GIF that as the cursor is hovering over the link that's put in there, you'll get a preview of the document as well. Or you could just click on it to open up the document or to um, open up a Google event that uh, you might have put in there. It's uh, just a, a really clean way to kind of have everything in there. I think if you picture like a table and you're assigning something to people or you're putting documents in to do stuff for things like that, it might be a really interesting way to do it. And um, I was reading that it will be coming to Sheets, I think in, it, I think it said months. So um, maybe by fall, I don't know. So just right. to clarify, this is within the document, not in a comment. Right. This is in the document that if you, once it rolls out to your domain, like it hit our domain yesterday, I think. So I've just started playing with it. So when you're in that document, do the at symbol and it will automatically come up. It's going to pre-populate, you know, either documents and email addresses. If it matches something that is within your calendar, that will come up as well. And you can just keep typing to kind of search and it will refine its search as you keep typing. Um, and then you can click on one of those and it will insert that live interactive link there. We are here live on YouTube, on Facebook. And again, we are broadcasting for Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 44. And if you guys would like to go back and listen to any of these great resources, we have a pretty awesome spot where you can do that. Jolie, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you can find on our GEG New England website. Sure. So if you go to gegnewengland.com, you can access our resources. So we use Data Studio to curate all of these different resources. You can search and filter by the tool, by the resource title, and the description and format. So make sure you check it out and give us a like and a follow on YouTube. Absolutely. Totally agree with that stuff. We would love to have you guys at GEG New England. Hashtag GEG New England. But that is not the end of this show. Oh, no, there's a lot more that we're giving away. Tell us a little bit about our brand new monthly newsletter, guys. So if you go to GEGNewEngland.com, you can access all our newsletters. And our latest newsletter has just been published. So you can see all of the updates that we're discussing here tonight. We are sharing our events on the newsletter and also some spotlight resources. 
So in the newsletter, you will see some bucket list templates put out by Google and also Nadine Gilkinson. She curated some amazing Google Sites tutorials by Tyler Tarver and Matt Miller. So we have those resources there as well. So hopefully you'll find these newsletters useful. We, um, if you join our Google group, we share it through our distribution list that way as well. Very, very cool. Let's continue on our journey here through the world of Google education. The next thing we're gonna be sharing is end of year celebration. <laughs> okay. Enough of that. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the great things that are going on in the world of Google. Uh, let's back up. Any back up? There we go. Anybody want to take a stop here? I can I can start. So I know a lot of uh, educators like to have a quick little slide deck, especially this year where you can't have a lot of people in an auditorium or something. So we're going to be posting most of the celebrations, maybe awards, to the web. Couple of things just to keep in mind as a pro tip, Slides Carnival and Slides Mania is a great place to grab a template first so you don't have to start off uh, with a blank slide deck or one that's pre-programmed into Google. Um, that's an easy one. Paul has done some amazing stuff at Slides Mania. There's some great stuff out there for this time of year. Um, and the next one is in Google Photos itself. We were just talking about storage links, but uh, not a lot of people realize that if you click on utilities on your left navigation bar in Google Photos, you can click on movie animation or collage. And if you click on movie, Google with its artificial intelligence or machine learning, whichever you wanna go with, um, it'll take something like you can use um, a year of smiles, for instance, and it will automatically populate anything that you've done in the last year that has a smiling child in it and create a quick little movie for you. So you, you really don't have to do much except click a few buttons and wait for it. And then you can easily share it to a website, it's great. That is a great feature that we've been using here with the triplets just to keep them busy on rainy days as we go into Google <laughs> Photos and we we have them make little collages and things like that. So that I absolutely love that. It's a great thing. And uh, certainly check out all those things. If you make a video, does that now count against your limit? Uh, I haven't seen that count against my limit, but I've been downloading the videos to then pop to something else. So I, I don't know, Jeff. That's a good question. I'll have to play around with that now that we're past June 1st. Sorry, lots of questions here. With no, I know. It's all right. Everybody's all right. Moving forward, slides, yearbooks. Jolie. Yes, if you are looking to put together a last-minute yearbook, um, there are some great resources out there. Jennifer Scott's Innovator Project was slidesyearbook.com. And if you go to her website, you can access dozens of templates there and all you need to do is edit the template and what people are doing is they're sharing their yearbooks their google slides yearbooks digitally or they're sharing the file with a box store and printing that way and getting it hardbound and um, issued to them that way i also have an elementary school yearbook template in the um, newsletter and in today's presentation deck. And if you're a classroom teacher and you're just looking to put something together quickly for the end of the year, and you just wanna add you know, some examples of classwork and your students, what is so great about the Google Slides yearbook is you can collaborate. So if you share the link to your Google Slides yearbook with your colleagues, your families, you can all work collaboratively and put something together quickly. So we've had many teachers in our school use these Google Slides yearbooks to just put something together something small for their classroom so if you're looking for a last minute idea there you go so it's slidesyearbook.com and i also shared um the template in the newsletter 
and in today's presentation deck. So, you know, one of the things I love about Google Slides is that it is so versatile. You can do a lot of great things with it, but we are not done there. There's a lot more to have. Christina, talk to us a little bit about some of the neat things that you've come up with. One of my favorite places right now to find uh, really interesting ideas is actually on TikTok. There's a number of educators that are out there and they're putting out some great stuff. So in the deck, you'll see that there's a, a link to the video um, to uh, one of the teachers that is, these are just kind of fun awards, most likely to be Instagram famous, most likely to drop their phone in the toilet. Um, those are just kind of fun and they're super quick and super easy. We're really at the end of the school year here. So if you need something fast, that's a great one. Um, the other two, the links are also there um, in the um, speaker notes on the slide deck. But this one, uh, the countdown one, where every day is a, um, a letter. You could do the entire alphabet if you wanted to. You could spell out a word if you wanted to. And then just have um, activities or something that correspond with that. And there is a template in the blog post associated with that one. And then finally, um, I kind of thought it would be interesting to do uh, you know, a bracket style tournament. And again, the, the uh, link to the template is there. Um, but think about... Um, what it doesn't have to be, you know, food. Sometimes we do, of course, you know, we do basketball teams and sports and things like that. But what if you did something else like, uh, you know, the kids' favorite memes or the uh, favorite jokes they had or something like that? You could really do something uh, super interesting and get them kind of laughing and, and doing something uh, fun for the end of the year. And these are things that could be used next year at the beginning of the year. You could use some of this stuff uh, to get you rolling at the beginning of the year, too. Tell us one more time, where do we find all of this great information? Where do we go to find all these templates? So the templates are all um, in the uh, document for um, this slide deck. They're in the speaker notes down at the bottom, or you click the images. I think I made them interactive links there too. But it's all there in the, uh, the uh, doc that should be linked um, on the uh, YouTube very, very cool. We want to again say thank you guys for everybody for being out there. Keep the questions coming. Keep the comments coming. Don't forget to head on over to GEG New England. And Edith, you've got some great tips for today. Talk to us a little bit about a few of your favorite things. Well, I thought it would be fun at the end of the year, um, either with teachers or maybe involving students, um, to create digital badges with Google Drawings. And so I found uh, Alice Keeler has a quick little tutorial about you know, how to just quickly create background uh, graphics and then insert some clip art images. Um, and then kids could use this, you know, either on, you know, as their um, their image on their Google account or, you know, to, to collect it someplace else. Um, I know that their badging is a huge thing um, up here in Vermont. And so uh, allowing kids to create their own, maybe as a, uh, you know, part of that class, those class awards or uh, just something that they're super proud of for the year. Um, the the, the last piece um, that I found was, you know, kind of along the same lines of uh, a yearbook. If you have the time at the end of the year here for students to create a portfolio of some of their learning for the year, um, I've created portfolios with my students. Um, usually we start at the beginning of the year, but there's no better time for students to reflect on their learning than towards the end. Um, and so Google's Applied Digital Skills has a great tutorial um, about how to quickly pull one of those together. Um, if you are not a user of Google Sites, then um, I highly recommend you check it out. Um, I Years ago, I know I moved away from Google Sites because it was kind of clunky and it has come a huge, is, it made, there's made huge improvements in it over the years. Um, it's very, very user-friendly, very drag and drop, 
completely integrates with Drive. Um, uh, and so I've had students uh, as young as third grade uh, pick up on Google Sites very, very quickly uh, during the school year. So definitely want to echo that. There's a lot of great things with Google Sites. I noticed that there's a few more um, text features I've noticed now. Maybe I've missed a few of the updates over the last few months here, but uh, there's a lot of new different things uh, that you can certainly do in that. But my goodness, we are not done yet. Miss Thomas, you've got some great stuff, don't you? I do. Uh, so I love Jamboard and we haven't talked a whole lot about Jamboard, um, but I thought about, you know, celebrations and the end of the school year and like what are teachers really struggling with right now? And that's student engagement. So I thought that some games with some Jamboard templates might be helpful. So I don't really have a specific tip to share, but I do have a lot of resources. All of these different groupings of templates are linked to their places. So um, Holly Clark has a great collection of Jamboard templates. Um, Matt Miller, um, Eric Kurtz has this really cool thing where you can have the kids scratch off the white and it's a rain rainbow pattern underneath. So they could create drawings or you could like you know, hide like sight words underneath. Um, there's a card game template and there's a Jeopardy template by Alice Keeler. So just some things that are fun, but also a way to give teachers uh, an opportunity to still insert learning and, you know, keep the learning going till that very last day of, of school before summer vacation. And speaking of Alice Keeler stuff, she and Kim Matina have just published a new book on Jamboard. Yes. It's out yes. on Amazon just this weekend. So 50 yep. plus something Jamboard um, templates and such. So and ways to incorporate that in your day to day instruction. So check that out if you're interested in Jamboard. That is pretty cool. Uh, we'll make sure that we have the link to that in our Amazon uh, section of our show notes as we go through over on Ask the Tech Coach episode number 144. And I got to ask you guys, as we're going through here, and you know, by the time um, this show does come out, many of us will be on summer vacation. What are you guys looking forward to in your ed tech coaching googly worlds? What are some of the things that you guys do in the month of July to kind of refresh, reset, and recharge? Well, I'm I'm actually uh, I, I've been out of the classroom this year and working uh, to to uh, manage our remote learners, um, and so my goal over the next year is to actually work through the uh, Google Certified Coaches training and uh, really emphasize you know helping change my role a little bit from working directly with students to helping coach teachers more. Um, and so there's I, I encourage anybody who's watching this to to take a little bit of time and work through any of. Uh, the Google training programs, whether you're working towards your level one certification, which I know we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, ways to to do some learning on that. Um, but, you know, they, there's tons of resources that Google has out there to help uh, help you along the way if you are looking for some independent learning. Yeah, I'll be teaching graduate classes and workshops um, through edtechnologyspecialist.com. They have a lot of amazing graduate courses out there. And through the Salem Collaborative, I'll be leading some workshops and doing a few trainings for apps events. So staying busy. 
that, that is great. We want to know what you guys are out there doing. Of course, so you can check everything out over at askthetechcoach.com. You know, I am looking forward to some great events. ISTE is just around the corner, but there's a lot of other things in addition to that Mega Monster Awesome Conference um, that's going on. Can somebody please give us a list of some of the great things that are happening in the world of uh, educational technology over the next few months? Some great things that are happening in the world of educational technology. <laughs> That's pretty, there are a lot of great things happening. I know that we will be having a, um, on July 6th, we'll be sharing some tips and tricks for Google certifications. Does that count? <laughs> we'll certainly be doing that on July, on June 29th, the uh, MADESE and EdTech Teacher Partner is going to be offering a free summer Google workshop series. There's also some great Google Sheets courses from uh, our good friend Ben Collins you can sign up for. All this stuff is in our newsletter. Uh, we're going to be doing a June 1st Beginner's Guide to Wakelet. Uh, let's see, June 22nd, they're doing the Anywhere School. It's a free online event featuring product updates, tools, all that great googly stuff. Uh, June 24th, we have MassQ's EdCamp Coaches event, which is going to be free. I'm looking with forward our Jen to Thomas. With our very own Jen Thomas. And, of course, uh, July 10th, we're going to be doing a certified educator boot camp with our, uh, our partner group here, Global GEG. Looking forward to all of that great stuff. And I want to say thank you guys out there for being a part of this great event. And, you know, we're going to be here a couple times a month with our friends over at the Google Educator Group. And there's a lot of stuff going on with all this stuff. But, um, guys, you know, as we kind of wrap up here and go around here, I know you guys are looking forward to some things. Eric, where can we find the great things that you're doing? Um, give us your socials. Give us your blogs, all that good stuff. <laughs> socials, huh? No, uh, I'm on Twitter at elawson1977. You can also find me at bit.ly forward slash Eric Lawson. Very, very cool. Jennifer Thomas, where can we find you? You can find me right now on Twitter at blendedlibgirl. Very nice. Edith. Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, E underscore Fogarty with an A. My husband does not sing. <laughs> Christina. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mrs. D, M-R-S-D-I. And Jolie. You can find me on Twitter at Jolie Boucher. And there's a lot of great things going on here. Don't forget that on July 6th, we are running our next big event, getting your Google certification. This is a big one. I know they've changed the test since I've gotten it done. I know one of my summer projects is to get recertified both level one and two and get all those trainer things back up and running. So don't forget to check all that stuff out. And one last time, if you're looking to do any great boot camps, everything is here. And there are questions in the audience of where will we get links for all of these things. Two places. Number one, you can always find these stuff over on askthetechcoach.com. This is episode number 144. But if you're looking for stuff today, you can head on over to gegnewengland.com. We'll make sure that everything is up there as we do each and every single time. And you know what? There's a lot of other good stuff here. And we want to make sure that you guys have access to all that stuff. So always make sure that you're following the hashtag GEG New England and also Tech Coach EDU. So my friends at Google Educator Group New England, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It is such a pleasure to have you guys on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. And and you know, Sue, as we wrap up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, it always reminds me that there's 
so many great things that are out there. And I want to say wow. it's going to be a great summer. I hope that everybody out there is reminding us to, uh, you know, get themselves joined into the Teacher Cast Tech Coaches Network. We're going to be doing some fun things. We don't have dates set up to talk about all that stuff yet, but there's a lot of good stuff up there. We also have our weekly Tech Coach newsletter, and all that stuff can be found over at askthetechcoach.com. Sue, it's going to be the beginning of a great, great summer. Yes, it is so exciting and just love all the plans that Jeff and I have made for upcoming shows, video and audio. It's going to be exciting. I'm I'm happy for this collaboration. And we want to say thank you to everybody out there who's watching this show live. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.